it kind of uh, assumes that in order to get your prayer answered, you have to kind of like pile it up, right? Accumulate a certain number of prayers. If you can yeah. tip the scales, if you will, in your favor by piling up enough prayers on the prayer scale, right. then God will be more inclined to answer it. And in my opinion, that, that portrays God as a bit capricious, right? Saying, oh, well, mm -hmm. you've got 2,907 <laughs> prayers, but you need 2,910 right. prayers right. before I'll answer it. Well, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra, where we go deeper into this week's sermon. Uh, my name is Jason Crawley. This is Pastor Nick Katie. He's the lead pastor here at Whitefields Community Church. And we have been studying through the book of 1 Timothy with a sermon series entitled Equip to Serve. And this week we are in chapter 2 of 1 Timothy, uh, verses 1 through 7, with a sermon entitled Between God and Man. And it was just a really good sermon uh, about prayer, about stepping in and intercessing and praying for other people. But it brings up a lot of good questions uh, that we have been asked. And one of them, we think that uh, maybe a couple we'll talk about this week, but uh, one being, how can, uh, when we're stepping in and intercessing between God and, and other people, and we're praying for other people, how does that work? Because a lot of people have the tradition where they ask Mary to uh, intercede for them, or they ask saints to intercede for them, and, and even uh, deceased loved ones to intercede for them and pray for them. How does that work? What what uh, what do you have to feed into that topic? Yeah, good question. It's really important because it says in First um, Timothy two verse five mm -hmm. that there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave Himself as a ransom <clears throat> for our sins. So. Yeah, that brings up the question, well, then are we asking other people to mediate between us and God? And um, and the tradition of praying to saints, praying to Mary, which is held by certain religious traditions. Um, and so what, what do we think about that? Well, I would tell you that we should not be praying to Mary or the saints or deceased loved ones uh, for several reasons. I'm going to give you a couple, and then we can discuss them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so reason number one, nowhere in the Bible do we see this modeled nor instructed. Even if we saw somebody doing it in the Bible, that doesn't necessarily mean we should do it. Sometimes people in the Bible do things that are good, and right. sometimes they do things that are not good. Yeah. And we have to use discernment and the rest of the scriptures to determine what should be um, modeled, right? Like what should be standardized or what, what we should emulate. And um, <clears throat> in this case, we don't even ever see anyone doing this, right? So what that means is that this is a later development in the church. Now you could ask the question, how did it develop? Was it a good development or a bad development? I would argue that it came as a result of the influence of non-Christian sources onto Christianity that caused them to think that this was a good thing to do, uh, venerating and then praying for uh, people who have gone before us and the idea, but this is what they say. They say, well, we're not praying to them in the sense of worshiping them. Right. What we're doing is we're asking Mary since, you know, she's so close to Jesus. They probably talk all the time up in heaven and stuff and she could put in a good word for me. And, you know, she probably doesn't sleep 
I've sleep. I'm, you know, I, I have to sleep for several hours every night. But, you know, Mary, she's up there. She's mm -hmm. got all the time in the world. She can just keep asking Jesus. She can just keep presenting my request, right? Right. It's same with the saints. And, um, and so what, and my deceased loved ones, they can, you know, put in a good word for me to Jesus while they're up there. <clears throat> and then Jesus can mediate between me and God. It's kind of the thought. Right. Okay. So again, not, not modeled nor taught anywhere in the Bible. That's number one. So why should we do it? What, why would we? There are a lot of things we could do, right? Like we could do many things, but ought we to do them? Well, if the Bible really does give us everything we need for life and godliness, then we don't need to do this. It's not modeled nor taught. Secondly, not only do we not need to do this, but I would go so far as to say we should not do this. And here's why. Because speaking to the deceased is forbidden in the law of Moses, in the Old Testament, and even in parts of the New Testament, talking about sorcery, right? And talking mm -hmm. about in the Old mm -hmm. Testament, specifically referring to um, necromancy, which is speaking to the dead or seeking to conjure the dead. Okay, so um, Mary is a deceased person. Your deceased relatives, though they be in heaven, right. they are deceased people. Mm -hmm. And same with the saints. And with Jesus, speaking to him, you might say, well, isn't Jesus a deceased person? Well, no, he resurrected from the grave and ever lives to make intercession for us, mm -hmm. right? And so there's a very distinct difference. He's the first fruits of those who have been raised from the dead to eternal life. So um, the answer is we pray to Jesus. We don't talk to dead people. That, that yeah. should be clear. Yeah, I think that's a, a really, really big difference. By the way, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you smash that like button and push the uh, subscribe as well. So every week you can uh, hear a little bit more about our sermons that we cover. But I think there's uh, some more questions that people might ask about, for example, um, the uh, priestly duties uh, of that God prescribes. Uh, speak a little bit more on that. That You spoke yeah. about those, and there's a little bit more to it. Yeah, so the idea is that priests, their role was to stand in that place between God and men. So right. they would yeah. pray to God on behalf of people, and they would present sacrifices to God for the people, and they would speak to the people on behalf of God. So in essence, what we've been given, 1 Peter 2 tells us this, right? We, as followers of Jesus, have become part of this holy nation, this royal priesthood. So we've been called into this priestly role now. And what does it entail? Well, as 1 Timothy 2 tells us, to pray for people to God and to speak to people on behalf of God. And so we are to step into that priestly role, mm -hmm. you know, by doing those two things. And, yeah. you know, Jesus called the uh, our great apostle and high priest. Paul the apostle talks about how he has been called as an apostle to preach the gospel. In John chapter 17, we see Jesus praying for his disciples, which includes us. And then John 20, where Jesus breathes on his disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. And now as my father sent me, now I am sending you. So to be sent, that's uh, apostolos in Greek. And so Jesus is saying, I have been sent. Now I am commissioning and sending you out into the world. So it's that priestly role that we've been called into as followers of Jesus that we get to, to do. Yeah. And I'll give you, give you a few more thoughts on speaking to the dead and those who have gone before. Um, 
we do see one example of somebody doing this in the Bible where they actually right. conjured up a deceased person. So this is in first Samuel and it has to do with King Saul. Yeah. And he, he realizes that God has rejected him as king over Israel, and he doesn't like that. And so Samuel the prophet has died, and Saul's kind of at a loss for what to do. So he goes to a witch or a necromancer and asks her to essentially conjure up the spirit of deceased prophet Samuel so that he can speak with him and ask him some stuff. And it's such an interesting story because something happens. And whether it's that God permitted Samuel to actually come back and speak to him, yeah. or if it was something else, it does seem to be Samuel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and so, but either way, this was done to Saul's condemnation, right? He's mm -hmm. even told, this is not okay, like what you're doing. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to try to speak to the dead or speak to the dead at all. So yeah. I would say that's, a, that's another reason. And here's one last reason, is that it kind of uh, assumes that in order to get your prayer answered, you have to kind of like pile it up, right? Accumulate a certain number of prayers. If you can yeah. tip the scales, if you will, in your favor by piling up enough prayers on the prayer scale, right. then God will be more inclined to answer it. And in my opinion, that, that portrays God as a bit capricious, right? Saying, oh, well, mm -hmm. you've got 2,907 <laughs> prayers, but you need 2,910 right. prayers right. before I'll answer it. Sorry, you didn't quite hit the quota. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I think that just presumes something that's not taught in the Bible and is also presumes some strange uh, attitude on the part of God that he's, and I would say petty and capricious. Whereas on the other hand, we can come straight to Jesus, mm -hmm. talk to him who is at the right hand of the Father, mm -hmm. right, who has all power in heaven on earth. Jesus does. Yeah. And we can make our requests known to him. The veil that separated us from the Holy of Holies, the presence of God has been removed and we can come now boldly into the throne room of grace to seek mercy and grace in our time of need. And so there it seems, okay, it's not necessary. It's, it's also bad, right? To talk to bad, Absolutely. to talk to deceased people. And it assumes that God's not going to answer your prayers for kind of capricious reasons. Unless maybe yeah. if his if his favorite mother asks him, then he'll say yeah. yes, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sorry. He didn't I don't want to before, but his mom came and said yeah. you should do that. I don't want to sound um I don't want to sound like I'm mocking or making fun. I right. I just want to say this that I think that it presumes something about God that is not yeah. good yeah. or accurate. And I love the idea that we have a personal relationship mm -hmm. with, that we don't need somebody to step in. Uh, and pray to them to get to God. We have a personal relationship. And, and I just love that about our God, that he wants to have a personal relationship and he doesn't require us to go through a secondary avenue mm. or a third avenue to get to him. We can pray to him and uh, he listens. Well, okay, so just today, yeah. I, I needed to talk to somebody mm -hmm. who's kind of like, kind of kind of famous, yeah. And I wanted to get his opinion on something. So in order to do that, I know somebody who knows him. So I texted that yes. guy, said, hey, can you text this guy? But there have been other times where I did something like that. And then the original guy will write me and say, hey, here's my number. You don't, you can just text me directly. You exactly. know what I mean? And that's kind of essentially what God's done to, for us. He yeah. said, hey, here's my number. 
You text me directly. If you need something, let me know. Yeah. And I, and I love that, you know, our God loves us enough to give us, give us his, uh, his cell phone number, so to speak. <laughs> and so we can talk. And the idea that we love our neighbors so much that we will speak to God on their behalf. We don't need, they can speak to God, but we want to pray for all your neighbors. Yeah. We want to intercede for them in a way. We're, you know, we're not doing it in the way Christ intercedes for us, but you know, we're stepping in and mirroring how he mm. does it. And we love our friends. We love our family, our neighbors and others so much that we're going to talk directly to God uh, for them. I just love that idea. It makes me feel like uh, our God absolutely loves us. So... All right. Well, this is uh, it for this week's Sermon Extra. Make sure you catch us next week and make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. And and we have a new app. Oh, we do. Hey, if you ever want to see back issues uh, of our Sermon Extras, our sermons, uh, and if you you can even watch this one you're watching now uh, or any of them, make sure that you... Uh, Hop onto YouTube, hop onto Facebook, and we have a new app, Whitefields Church, uh, Whitefields Community Church. That's the name of our church. That's what it is. And yeah, uh, yeah. so it uh, hasn't changed. Whitefields Community Church app. So you can download that, that on uh, the App Store or Google Play. So Yeah. All right. Well, you have a great day. <laughs>